I passed oh, yeah. my exam, by the way. Oh my god, amazing. George, yeah, yeah, that's all good. That's Thanks. amazing. George, that's um, amazing. Like, it's really um, difficult, that exam. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but it's I'm generally really happy. difficult when people see someone's got a step exam. They're like, bloody hell, that's hard. Yeah. All yeah. that hard work Can paid you believe off. It? That's amazing. I know. And it was a lot of hard work. Like, I don't recommend anyone does them because they're really hard. No, oh, that's so good, Georgia. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Let's tell people. Oh, like, so, Georgia. No one to tell. <laughs> Georgia. Oh, on the podcast. On the mean. podcast, Georgia. So, Georgia has passed the step exam. What? First of all, Georgia, what is the step exam? For people that don't know. It, well, I did, I did the step exam in trusts and estates. So it's like, uh, a complex, complicated. It was a five hour exam. So it's a really difficult exam and Georgia passed it, which is amazing. Georgia, that's yeah, so good. I'm pretty buzzing. That's really Aww. good. Thank you. It that's was amazing, hard. Georgia. It was really hard. Yeah, that's really good. I would say that's the, that them those exams are much much more difficult than the CII exams. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> they are, but I just couldn't believe yeah. it. I was like, I passed. I was like, literally, like I called them and I was like, just want to check, mm. like, that this is right. <laughs> like, that's so. That's actually that's amazing. That's so good, Georgia. Join us, Sarah and Georgia as we help you get to grips with money and take control of your finances in a fun and simple way. We talk all things money from investments, pensions and benefits to your mindset around money and steps we can take to improve your relationship with money. Together, we've got this. Hi. Welcome to episode 35 of the Money Confidence Podcast. This is the final episode for this season. We will be back with a second season in April next year. Yeah. Won't we, Georgia? Yes, we certainly will. But this is the final episode of season one. And it's been fun, hasn't it, so far? It has been fun. Can you believe it? We've done quite a few episodes. Well, 35. <laughs> wow, yeah. That's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of episodes. But we will be back next year. So on this episode, we are going to talk about money and overspending. Yes, especially that's very apt for this time of year, isn't it? That's what I was thinking, Georgia. I thought yeah. this is a time of year that most people overspend. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so one of the main reasons we overspend is our emotions. Uh, when we're bored, stressed, lonely, sad, or even excited. For example, Georgia... You've just passed your step exam, haven't you? I so have, like, if yeah. Sometimes like people get like really excited and yeah. happy and then they'll overspend because they feel like really joyous. Yeah. Um, there's lots it's of like an immediate gratification thing, isn't it? And it, it becomes a problem when you get into cycles of debt. So if you're serious about making changes, about overspending um, and start to think about your financial future, then you need to look at the honest reasons behind the overspending. So what is really causing you to overspend? So think about yeah. your beliefs around money and where they have come from. So a lot of our beliefs are borrowed beliefs that, that don't hurt <laughs> that. A lot of our <laughs> beliefs are borrowed. A lot of our beliefs are borrowed beliefs that don't serve us. Um, some of the beliefs do serve us and some don't. So some people, for example, think rich people are greedy and they'll see any excuse to spend money. 
so that they don't have money because if they think rich people are greedy, then they don't want to become rich. So they'll just, yeah, they won't hold yeah. on to money and they'll spend it. Uh, some people yeah. believe that people are only as successful as the amount of money they earn and overspend to keep up with the Joneses in an effort to give the impression that they are financially successful. That's quite common. Oh, that's actually. interesting. That's very interesting. It's quite, yeah, it's, it's a status thing. So a lot of people that are like, that sort of attach money to their self-worth yeah will buy like the newest things or try and keep like always get the newest else. phone and everything else yeah because they think if that that's a way of looking successful yeah so firstly you need to be aware of your money narrative so this is what you're telling yourself about money um, and the language that you're using around money so if you're saying things like i'm bad with money i can't manage money i'm an i I don't know why I can't speak. I'm an emotional, <laughs> I'm an emotional overspender. I don't manage money very well. I'm always spending more than I earn. So all these statements, it creates a negative mindset around money. This like, yeah. this mindset of lack, a lack of mindset. Um, and we feel like we're not good enough in some capacity. We feel like we're not good enough in some capacity and not deserving of wealth. Um, so sometimes we overspend to fill a void and to make ourselves feel better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that so, almost like a like a self fulfilling prophecy? Like if you say something to yourself, it'll come true. Yeah, it's like um, it's with anything, isn't it? Like if you're talking to yourself yeah. negatively, then you're gonna have a negative outlook on life. If you're talking yeah. to yourself positively, then that will affect your emotions and your behavior, and you'll you'll have a more positive outlook. Yeah. But you'll also behave in a more in more beneficial way. Yeah. Because everything is linked. So your your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions, your behaviors are all linked. Right. Okay. Because if you think about it, George, if you think about like an amazing experience that you've had and like how good yeah. you felt, then you suddenly start to feel good. That's true. You start to feel much better than like dwelling in like bad things that have happened, don't you? Yeah. Or even just like. If you act, like if you put your shoulders back and like, <laughs> like walk around like you're yeah. really confident, just like little things like that can make you feel better. Yeah, that is very true. If you are, like, mind over matter like sometimes. This. Yeah. The mind is very powerful, completely. Um, but a lot of our thoughts are automatic, so we don't... Yeah. Unless you have to bring that consciousness to it um, to be able to change it. Um, so what, what you can do, one thing you can do is write down what you were telling yourself about money. Once you've written down what you're telling yourself on a scale of one to 10, write down how much you believe this belief to be true. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, then, please excuse Nala. She's like tapping me. Can you see her? <laughs> oh, George's of a cat on the podcast today, Nala. It's usually Rex. When Nala's come. It's normally Rex. Rex is hiding in a blanket and Nala's Aww. like, mum, cuddle me. Give me strokes. They are very affectionate cats. They don't leave George alone. No, they don't. Um, so, yeah. So, if you write down what you're telling yourself about money and then where on a scale of one to ten do you believe this to be true? Mm-hmm. And then write down where's the evidence for and against this belief. So, what's what's the evidence for this belief and what's the evidence against this belief? Yeah. For example, if you think you're bad with money, then give some examples of when you were good with money. Yeah. It's these messages and stories we tell ourselves that keep us stuck in those patterns and it keeps us stuck in those stories. Overspending, I think we touched on this actually 
on a couple of podcasts ago was that overspending can become an addiction. So yeah, just a, a quick thing about overspending becoming an addiction. So making a purchase can temporarily dull those negative emotions that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. It give you a rush of endorphins. Um, it can make you feel better about yourself in the moment. Yeah. It's that part of the brain that releases all those good chemicals, all these endorphins, which creates a cycle of repeat. Our body yeah. is wanting to receive those feel good hormones and feelings. However, those good feelings are short-lived and will disappear once the consequence of the spending spree kicks in. Yeah. So overspending can lead to feelings of guilt, regret, shame and judgment from yourself or others after the purchase. But we're stuck in these debt cycles, these cycles of overspending. One thing to understand is that you just need to let, you've, need to let go of past mistakes or decisions you've made, you know, Things mm-hmm. that you spent money on that you didn't need, it, you know, it served you at the time and now you're moving on. So you need to like forgive yourself yeah. for the past. Because everyone past makes, things. everyone makes mistakes, but you can't keep dwelling on them. Yeah. Because it won't, do, it won't do you any favors. So any debt you have, any debt you have is money already spent for a need for your past self. Okay. So yeah. move forwards, move forwards. The reason we become stuck in these cycles is because the brain loves familiarity. The brain keeps us stuck in these patterns because it feels safe. We favor what is familiar to us, so we repeat the pattern of overspending when we don't feel good enough. Uh, the brain looks for more and more evidence support to support that belief to keep you safe and away from fight or flight. And overspending becomes a habit. It's, it's, it's like with anything. So the more you do it, the more the brain it becomes a habit and then you keep doing it to keep yeah. you safe um, because it becomes because familiar. It's familiar to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, the, pre- the brain doesn't know how to differentiate between truth and non-truth. So it'll keep going until we bring awareness and curiosity to those beliefs. These reoccurring habits and beliefs can keep us safe. And that's why we keep going with it as it makes us feel good. So mm-hmm. try and take things off autopilot and have that awareness with yourself and start to expand your comfort zone. You need to start making small changes and do them over and over to form new neural pathways. So as you said, Georgia, uh, we favor instant gratification. So we favor short, yeah. we're hardwired to favor short term rewards over longer term rewards. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of people find investing difficult because it's yeah. longer term and they just want them quick short-term rewards so a lot of people when they see the investments go down they panic because they're yeah they forget about the long-term picture this is also made much worse by consumerism and the ease of buying things these days like you can just literally oh, swipe yeah, on amazon can't you yeah it's so easy to spend and it's here the next day as well so it's yeah. completely instant we need to be aware of that because it's teaching kids like just we need to teach kids the importance of patience because these days everything's yeah. instant isn't it okay so consumerism drives our spending habits most people operate on autopilot on the assumption that spending equals happiness due to the assumptions and conditioning that's been planted in their heads by marketing that if you have the next best that that if you have the next best thing you will be happy this sets you up for dissatisfaction yeah. and being broke but guess what, Georgia? Money can buy you something far more valuable than stuff. It can buy you time and freedom. Exactly. We, this is we also touched on this on episode thirty-three, didn't we, Georgia? Yeah. 
I think what's interesting is like if you change your view on money in that respect like you often hear people say uh money doesn't buy you happiness it, and it doesn't buy you happiness if what you're doing is buying things but if money is giving you time and freedom and that leads to your happiness then of course it is buying you happiness but I think it's all about how we view money as just this thing to buy stuff with yeah I think as well no one you need to sit down and really think about your values because people mm. are, you're spending money on things that you think you should spend it on yeah. you're not questioning it so if you're spending money in line with your values then that will make you happy won't it yeah. so if you value time if you value family if you value health and you're spending your money in line with all these values that are meaningful for, to you and just you not other people yeah then that's that will that's going to make you happy. But if you're just spending because of what you think you should spend it on and what you think is going to make you yeah. happy and what you've been told to spend it on, then that's not going to make you happy. No, exactly. So money can buy you freedom to live life on your terms, freedom from financial stress and freedom to do what you want and work for who you want. However, few people will ever see this as an option due to the widespread and powerful marketing that bombards us with messages that we need this or that or the other in our lives and if you don't have any money no problem you can have buy now and pay later and whack it on a credit card or whack it on a credit card that's the problem yeah that is the problem that is the problem with credit cards it's so instant Um, dangerous trap yeah you need to escape consumerism escape it (laughs) escape now don't let these forces take over you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, right something else you mustn't do this isn't actually yep. a word someone's used this before this is not me comparisonitis uh, okay it's a disease it is a disease it's a disease it's a disease of comparing yourself to other people yeah do not compare yourself do not compare yourself to others comparison is a thief of joy said theodore roosevelt he certainly did <laughs> Um, only compare yourself to how you were doing a year ago or five years ago. So only compare yourself to yourself. Do not yeah. compare yourself to others as you're on your own path with your own values and your own goals. Exactly. We talked about that in episode three. Yeah, yeah, we did. So we'll move on. Okay, so George and I are just going to go over some ways you can stop overspending. Yeah, so we're just going to yeah go through some ways to stop overspending to hopefully make it a bit easier. Yeah. So the first thing you need to do is be aware of the triggers that cause you to overspend. So yes. what you need to be aware of is, and it's good actually maybe to just write this down, like make a diary yeah. um, of your habits. So whenever you find yourself repeating a bad habit, write down the following who are you with? Where are you? What are you doing in that moment? When is it? Yeah. Like what time of day is it? Um, what feelings are driving your actions? So what are you feeling before you do, before you overspend? Mm-hmm. And why are you feeling that? Yeah, that's interesting, actually. that's That would probably be a really helpful exercise if you also- are prone to overspending yeah and also also identify what you're telling yourself in that moment you know for example are you telling yourself that the purchase will make you feel better or if you buy the latest gadget people think you're successful yeah 
just keep a diary of some triggers. So like where you are, who you with, what you're feeling, why you're feeling like that, what you're telling yourself. Okay. And then you'll start to see patterns. Yeah. So once you've done that and brought awareness to your overspending and the triggers, you need to start taking some actions to make the overspending less desirable and more difficult mm-hmm. to do and replace it with a more supportive behavior. Think about what action you can do to reduce the likelihood of getting into a situation where you're more likely to overspend. So mm-hmm. remove the triggers. So them triggers that you've identified, remove them so they're not obvious. Yeah. Um, and make it difficult. For example, some examples of this are take the Amazon app off your phone. If you use Amazon, oh, if you bored and you you're prone to just like when you're bored or stressed just getting on your phone and scrolling through amazon yeah take it off your phone that's going to make it difficult for you to do yeah you're less likely to go and download the app and then do it yeah so take it off your phone as well as other apps as other shopping apps that you use take the app yeah. off your phone and unsubscribe to the like emails that you'll get from various retailers because they do it because they know that people will then buy something you know it is marketing it is marketing and it's really powerful they'll say like oh 50 percent off and you think yeah oh, yeah and you never you don't really need it do you exactly. well, that's another thing you should do you should really think about before you buy anything whether yeah. you actually need it is it do you want it yeah or do you need it um yeah so yeah that's a good one unsubscribe unsubscribe to all of them marketing emails um just some other yeah. examples for example if you're prone to like buy buying something when you're in town um then make your own lunch so you don't need to go into town for example when you when you're at work yeah um when you go on holiday only take as much money as you need to spend and don't take any credit cards i think holidays are, a lot of people yeah. overspend on holiday don't they because you're like oh i'm on holiday you it's because it thing. doesn't yeah you can excuse oh well i'm on holiday it's fine <laughs> yeah and then when you come back from holiday, like, Ugh. Um, yeah, why did I do that? Precisely. Put your phone in another room to resist the temptation of browsing. If you have your phone upstairs and you're downstairs, you're less likely to be bothered to go and get it. Yeah. Just like little things like that to make it more difficult. Yeah, not, not as obvious. Like hide your credit cards away in a drawer. Take your card details off the shopping apps. That's going to make yeah, it harder because then you're going to have to go and like... get your card and actually put the details in yeah um, just little exactly. things like that just think about how you can remove the triggers that trigger you to overspend and make it much more difficult for you to do it yeah okay um something to be aware of is when you're making the purchase so don't make it when you're like emotionally flooded when you're like yeah. feeling stressed or upset or if you've had a bad day got too much going on yeah uh, if you, even if you're like hungry tired just don't oh yeah that's don't that's the worst time any purchases then yeah when you go shopping when you're hungry yeah <laughs> big mistake yeah big mistake um, and also another thing you could do is when you put it in your shopping basket don't buy mm-hmm. it straight away just give yourself 48 hours oh uh, yeah i do that sometimes like if i'm looking at things i'll like look at them and then save them and then if i still like you know feel like that is the right thing to get or whatever in a couple of weeks time then i'll then i'll get it then yeah it just gives you more time to think about it whether you actually need it 
I think another good exercise you can do is like really get clear on your values and think about yeah. whether you're spending money, like why you're spending that money. Like, do they align with your values? Or are you doing it because that's what you think you should be doing or that's, you know, it's, it's not in line yeah. with your values. It's in line with someone else's values. I think you need to really get clear on yeah. like, who you are, what's meaningful for you, what your values are and how you want to live your life. When you get clear on that, you're less likely to act in a way because you think you should or be influenced by other people yeah. when it's not in line with your values and it's not what gives you meaning and purpose. Something you can do, an exercise you can do um, along these lines is have money pots that are in line with your values. So, for example, you can have a joy pot. If learning and growth is high on your values, then you might want a, don't know, a pot for self-development course, like a self-development course pot. So like giving your money a purpose and, and really spending with spending intention. Spending with intention. Another thing which is really difficult to do because the brain... The brain finds it hard to think about the future because it's unf- it's not it's unfamiliar, it's uncertain. Yeah, but you need to remember your future self. Yeah, always think about future you. You must always think about future you. So when you buy something, just think about the opportunity cost, basically. So, like if you buy, I don't know, some expensive shoes, just think what what. That you could have invested that, for example, and that could have grown. I'm not saying restrict yeah. yourself completely. I'm just saying it's it's good to think about. Yeah, you have to like you know if you, if you did want to buy something, there's nothing wrong with buying things for yourself. I think it's if you're an overspender. I think that's what we're doing, aren't we? We're talking to the yeah, overspender. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think getting clear on your values and having pots in line with your values will help. But also getting clear on your wants and versus your needs. So think about. What do you want yeah. and what do you need? And then if you really want something, have a plan yeah. to save up for that. And also a lot of times you buy something and you've actually, you don't, you don't need it. Like you'll have something in your wardrobe that you just haven't exactly. gone for ages that you've forgotten about. When you're trying to get rid of a unhelpful habit, you can't just not do it. You have to replace it with a habit that will give you sort of a similar feeling. For example, overspending may make you feel better about yourself. So you need to replace it with a healthier behavior that will provide a similar benefit. So choose a substitute for your overspending. So what could you do that would give you the same emotion of what you get from buying something? What could you do instead? Could be something like going to the gym, exercising, seeing your family. Having a bath, reading a book. I, I guess it's personal to you. Like what would you... Possibilities are endless possibilities are endless so every time you Mm -hmm. resist spending and every time um, you sort of you put money aside for your future self you're building a new identity so instead of trying to like I don't know for example clear your debt in four weeks and then you don't achieve that and you feel demotivated just focus on the kind of person you're becoming because you're becoming the kind of person that's resist spending money on things that you don't really need Um, so every time you do that you're reinforcing that identity so just see yourself building a new identity that supports you in the life that you want. So you could visualize yourself succeeding, for example, cutting up your credit card, saving regularly into your money pots and feeling more in line with yourself and your values. There's a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Have you read it, Georgia? Uh, I've heard of it, but I haven't read it, no. 
Yeah. So he says, so he basically says, um, we underestimate the value of making small improvements consistently. We convince ourselves that success requires a one-off significant action. However, making tiny improvements consistently can make a massive difference over time. If you get 1% better each day for one year, mm-hmm. you'll, en- you'll end up 37 times better by the time you're done. Wow, you, that's if, impressive. If you get 1% worse each day for one year, you'll decline nearly down to zero. Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. Yeah. So I think, what, so even if you don't think anything's happening, you think, because it, you think, that the habit is so small and nothing's really happening it's all building up as long as you're going in the right direction you'll eventually get there so every time you don't you know you resist the urge to spend you're building up a new habit and you'll see the you'll see a big difference in the longer term Mm -hmm. and don't forget don't beat yourself up if you slip up you're you're only human we all slip up now and again just keep going in the right direction and i think that's it georgia yeah, that was really interesting, Sarah. I think that was really, really good and really helpful. You think? Yeah. That's, that's good. I do think. And that's it. And that's the last that's the last episode, Georgia, for this season. Can you believe it? We have big plans for next year. We have big plans. And Georgia's now exactly. now got a step qualification. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, I think, is happier about it than I am. <laughs> it's, I don't think you realise like what a big achievement it is. No. Yeah, we have got yeah, big, big, yeah. big plans for next year, haven't we, Georgia? Huge. Exactly. Exactly. Huge, massive plans. Mahusa um, plans. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope you have an amazing Christmas, everyone. Although this is actually going out next week exactly. after Christmas. <laughs> But well, I hope everyone's had an amazing Yeah, I hope you've all had an amazing a very happy new year. Yeah, have an amazing new year and all the best for 2023. And Georgia and I will see you in April. We will be back. Exactly. Yes, we will. God knows what Georgia might have done another step exam. We'll be back. <laughs> no, I don't think so, Sarah. Come on. <laughs> Who knows what will happen between Sarah now and then? Be, um... Exactly. Hopefully, I'll we'll be soon. Find out. But um, I I was going to say you will be. Here I will get back on social media in the new year, and so you can follow me there. Yeah. The my social media links are in the show notes, and also I will be continuing yeah. continuing with my blog sarahbly.com. Um, yeah. So if you want to keep up to date with what's brilliant. going on, everyone should read it. Oh, thanks, Georgia. Yeah, maybe you should do a guest post now, Georgia. Now your step. Oh, maybe, maybe you I should. Now we're not doing the podcast. Blog. I'll do a guest post for you. Oh, brilliant! Georgia's going to do me a guest post for the blog. But yeah, if yeah. you want to keep updated with everything, um, then please visit there. Um, so yes. yeah, that's it. We've hope you've all right, everyone. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed yeah. season one, and if you yeah. have any um suggestions or any things you want us to cover in season two then please let us know the email address is in the show notes isn't it georgia it is indeedy so it's podcast at thegoodmoneycoach.com yeah yeah have a great new year and all the best of 2023 we will see you next year see you next year yeah see you next year see you next year Bye. bye
拜拜拜拜拜拜。All views expressed in this podcast are our own and not our employers. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. Investments can go down as well as up, and you might not get back the amount you put in, especially if you take your money out too early. Investments may be subject to tax. The impact of taxation and any tax reliefs depends on your circumstances. Oh, 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 oh,